0: Uh, gospel community. Um, and uh, Joash has already mentioned it, but uh, let me just uh, reiterate, I'd love for you guys to be um, re- be reading throughout the week the book of Colossians on repeat. If anything else throughout the next three weeks, if, you, if you're able to cover off on that like five, 10, 15 times, it takes less than 20 minutes to read. So before you binge anything on Netflix, binge the book of Colossians, uh, because that is a book that really um, uh, will give us a beautiful picture of what it means to be a gospel-shaped community. In the way that we engage with one another, the way that we look to Christ, um, and I really hope that it does fuel our conversations as we continue to gather over the coming weeks. Um, so, be reading that, um, be thinking more about that. Now, you'll probably notice um, over the next um, over the next three weeks there'll be other city on hill churches, and we're all aware of those now because you know we got to meet together uh, last Sunday. They're actually, every church right now is doing a different series. Um, In the series of City on Hill Churches, it's called Choose Your Own Adventure. Choose Your Own Adventure. So every lead pastor was given the opportunity to go, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do where you are in your church context for your people? Uh, Now, there's some really great series. You know, you can get on the podcasts, on the YouTubes and have a look around at what the other City on Hill Churches are doing. But I thought it would also be helpful for you to know why are we, City on Hill Surf Coast, doing this series you know, why aren't we looking at the miracles of Jesus? Or why aren't we doing the spiritual gifts? Or why aren't we doing something, you know, really, really nice and exciting? and fun? Why are we doing gospel communion? Like, Louis, have you picked the most boring sermon in the world? The answer to that is no, because you will never get to the bottom of the gospel. It's something that we'll continue to look into and find joy and be able to delight in. Uh, and it's what we want to think about and let shape the way that we interact with God and with one another and what God calls us to do. So this series is called Gospel Community and the three headings that we're using for this series is Master, Mates and Mission. And it's been said before uh, that there's three key questions in your life that you need to answer. Three key questions that you'll need to answer in your life. And that is who is your master? Who are you going to look to to find your way in life? Second question is who are your mates? I think it's Simon Sinek that says, you know, you are the sum average of the five people that you hang out with the most. That's including your master. And then the last question is, what is your mission? What is the call on your life? What are you called to do? And what is it that shapes your decisions and your priorities under the leadership that you have decided to submit to or create and the people around you? Now, those are, re- are really three very helpful questions. So this series, over the next three weeks, like we're going to cover a lot, but we're also going to try and keep things very basic. Um, like mates Mission, like those three topics, like people will write books of theology on those things. So this is a really big, brief flyover. Uh, but I I, re- I realize, um, and as I was thinking about what we do in this series, in, in many ways, uh, and I, I don't think I need to apologize for this because it's kind of like who I am. But a lot of deciding it, the the components and the levers to pull for this series kind of comes from just kind of my own personality. Um, uh, in the sense of every job that I've had, I've always sought to be like, well, if you had to boil it down to the basics, like what are we really trying to do? Like not to be like reductionistic and be like, this is all there is. But if you had to like simplify and live on the principle of, well, at least we got to do this. Can we put our hand on our heart and be like, yeah, that was time well spent. Now, in the different jobs that I've had growing up, uh, those have looked different. I mean, for a time I worked as a personal trainer and, you know, the basics there were, okay, you want to lose weight, calories out must be more than calories in. That's our basic lever we're going to pull, all right? We can do that. We'll see some progress, you know? When I worked as a physiotherapist, it was just like, okay, whatever is weak, we'll strengthen that and whatever is tight, we'll loosen that. And we'll, it's a pretty good lever to pull and we'll see some difference. Um, in the army, we, we actually had some different principles. The first rule of the army was look good. Uh, second rule of the army was know what you're doing. Third rule of the army is if you don't know what, you, if you don't know what you're doing, refer to rule number one. Um, anyway. <laughs> but as we, look, as we look over these next few weeks at these three headings, master, mates, mission, I wanna be putting before us just some of the really basic levers that we can pull that are gonna maximize and give us the best course of guidance for how we seek to be following after Jesus as his people. Now, this isn't all there is to say, but this is kind of like if we were to have a coffee and be like, hey, Louis, just started following Jesus. You know, I wanna actually take him seriously in my life. Like, what would you suggest that I do? I'd be like, okay, We've got half an hour and I'm already halfway through my latte. These are the things that I think we should be thinking about. And then let's catch up again next week and then one more time and then you move away and I'm like, oh, that was nuts. But no, anyway, so let's lean in to master mate's mission. Oh, I should also say this. There's also another really key uh, reason why I, would, I want us to be tightening and strengthening the foundation of our community right now. Um, we're a church uh, that for the last year has worked really hard at building a, uh, a profile as that outdoor church that meets outside since COVID. Like that's kind of who we, who we are now. Uh, and we're also a church that is about to participate and spearhead potentially one of the biggest outdoor family events in Torquay since the pandemic. And both of those things are seeking to herald the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God says to us in his word that when his word goes out, it does not come back empty. So I would hope that my a big prayer for me over these next three weeks is as we think about these basic levers to pull, to strengthen ourselves, to strengthen our community and to fall deeper in love with the person and work of Jesus, it is my hope that as people hear the call of Jesus and be like, I'm gonna actually check out more of what this church is talking about and keep finding out what's going on here, that they come to a place where like, man, these guys are solid. Like these guys know what they're about. Like they're doing the basics well. And I want you guys to have like a real certainty and security of like, yeah, this is our identity as a church. This is who we are and this is where we put our, these are these are where we put our eggs. So anyway, that's enough of me sounding like a dad. Let's kick in. I want us to start with the gospel. Uh, In your gospel communities, uh, there's a pattern that uh, many of you will uh, be familiar with, uh, and that is at the beginning of a time where you come together Uh, To study the Bible and to talk about it, and you know, in Brett's community where no one has, everyone has a different has a different view on the text. One thing that we really want to be starting um, those times with is the question: What is the gospel? If I asked you, can you tell me the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ? Can you tell me what that is? What is the gospel? Can you share with me the great news that has been recorded and passed on to us in this book? Do you know the best news that's ever been shared? Now, at the beginning of a gospel community, there's usually about three minutes to share an answer there. Um, There's a way that we can do that in three seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes, three hours, 30 minutes. We can all have a different way of presenting the gospel. I wonder how you would answer that question. I'll give you a 30-second version. From the abundance of God's love, because God is love, right now, God offers new life. And that's a life that lives now in his kingdom as one of his people. And it's made possible through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now is the favourable time. Now is the day of salvation. God offers life now in his kingdom through the person and work of Jesus. Is that something you have thought deeply about? Is that good news to you? Maybe, maybe. Well, perhaps you're still figuring that out. Maybe it's your first time visiting church you're like, "Well, oh, I don't know what that means. How is that good news? Life now in the kingdom of God through the personal work of Jesus." Well, it's worth asking a follow-up question. Do you know who the king is of this kingdom? Do you know the king? Who is the king of God's kingdom? Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, the Son of God. God in flesh. The image of the invisible God, fully man and fully God. The exact imprint of God's nature, the Bible tells us. Jesus is Lord. And when you see that word Lord in the New Testament, when it's capital L and then lowercase O-R-D, in the Greek, that's the word curion. Can also be translated as owner. Translated as head. Possessor. Guardian. Ruler, the one who commands and master. Jesus is the king in God's kingdom. Or maybe you say to me, well, okay, Louis, that's nice. But why is that good news? Why is it good news that Jesus is king? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know that Jesus as revealed in the historic text of the Bible? Do you know that Jesus is the one who is full of grace and full of truth? Do you know that Jesus is the one who He Himself says, I am gentle and lowly? Jesus, who is also called the man of sorrows? Jesus, whose name is the Prince of Peace, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, whose throne is one of justice and righteousness. This is Jesus. We've got an election coming up. Who's excited? No, don't answer that. I wonder what the promotional material will say so that you vote for the specific candidate. I wonder what will get you excited about a a certain uh, person that could be leading those that, Within their sphere of influence. Are they someone that you know as gentle and lowly, man of sorrows, prince of peace, wonderful, counselor, mighty God, whose throne is one of justice and grace and righteousness and mercy? The good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is from the abundance of God's love through the person and work of Jesus, God offers a new life and a life that is to live now in God's kingdom as one of his people. Be brought in to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Become a kingdom citizen under the most loving, most glorious, most wonderful king and follow his lead, follow his way. Have a new master? Do you desire citizenship in the kingdom with Jesus as the king? With a king like Jesus? Have you considered your need for citizenship in this kingdom? Because there's the rub, isn't it? Your need. We need to know that you need it. You need to know that you need it. Because accepting God's invitation into his kingdom to respond to the good news report of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it means you admitting your limitation that you can't build a kingdom yourself. Whatever kingdom you do try to build, it is falls over, breaks apart, shatters. See, walking into the kingdom of God, it's not an entrance that has come from your successful completion of your high ambitions. Your head is not held high. The Bible said, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Our heart is bowed low. Submission to the master comes with the acknowledgement that we can't master ourselves. That's my story. That's my story. Are you a Christian? Should be your story too. See, those who have heard the good news as Jesus as good are the ones that are honest with themselves and know that our precondition is bad. We fail to master ourselves. We need a master. Like we all know this. Deep down, we know that we fail to master ourselves. Like who arrived on time today, intending to arrive on time? Like one person, well done, you know. What about at the start of this week? You know, so many of us, I know I did, resolved to go to bed earlier, eat healthier, be kinder. How would I go in that? (coughs) Many of you are slightly smirking and I hope that's a reflection of your own experience this week and not you going, I know you didn't do that, Louis, but you'd be right. Now, those are trivial things, aren't they? Bed, food, fitness, relationship. What about this week as someone who is a decent human being in the eyes of the most holy God who created everything? How did we go? Were we able to master ourselves in that? To not gossip or slander in word or in thought? Not to be prideful or puffed up or jealous? Not to harbour lust or anger or bitterness in our heart? How did we go? Big red cross next to my name. Evidence to me that I need someone to lead me i can't lead myself i need someone to strengthen me i can't find the resources to be able to live in this way that's going to honor god we need to be honest with ourselves the curse of sin on this world and that's on our lives this sin is it's a, it's a prison that we can be confined in and we're able to we can't do anything In our own effort to be able to get out, can we? We have no real power. And even if we did, even if you could perfectly master your own mind and soul and you were the sage of this age, you'll still die. So we need a new way, we need to be released from sin. We need help. We need someone to come from the outside and to break us out of this prison. We need someone to teach us. We need someone to lead us. We need someone to empower us. We need a saviour. We need a new master. But guess what? There's good news. The Bible calls it the gospel. It's good news. It's the best news. It's the greatest news that when we get to the end of ourselves, And we ask the question, who will deliver us from this body of death? We get to turn to the Bible and we open it up and we see these words and we hear the words of Jesus Christ. And He says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish, should not perish, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the worlds, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Who is the only son of God? Jesus Christ is the only son of God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Master. And Jesus Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. That is the perfect one for the imperfect ones. That is Jesus in our place. That He, that Jesus as Lord and Master might bring us back to God. This is good news, back into the kingdom being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit. This is good news. When Jesus goes and dies on the cross, takes the curse of sin down to the grave with him. And he says, believe in me and you'll have the free gift of eternal life. It's not find the strength somewhere in your own effort to be smart and clever enough to be good enough to get out. Like no one can do that. And if you think you can, let me tell you, you're deceiving yourself. Like, I'll just, like, moment of truth, God, like, like, don't be dumb. I say that in love. We cannot rescue ourselves. We need a rescuer. We need a new way. We need a master. And when you respond to that, when you hear the call of Jesus upon your life and you look to him, you can say with the apostle Paul, Oh, death. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. Mm, Yeah, well, the power of sin is the law. Yeah, that's doing stuff that we can't do. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear what the Bible is teaching? Do you hear what the Bible is saying? Do you hear this report of good news? There is life now through the person and work of Jesus, a life that can live now in God's kingdom and to be one of his people. That is on offer. This is the reality that causes us to run towards God and to receive newness and to and to, and to have this joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory because our greatest need has been taken care of by the greatest one. We didn't deserve it. We didn't merit it. There was nothing that we did to earn it. how, how, How has this thing come to us? How come? Because God is love. And He loves you. 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 And He says, come home. I've made a way. That's good news, isn't it? Isn't it? (laughs) So this question, what is the gospel? If you are someone that has proclaimed your allegiance to Jesus through the waters of baptism and the confession of sin and the belief that he is alive, risen from the dead, the glorious news of the gospel is what we need to is what we hold on to so that we can face everything in this life. Everything in this life. And it's news that we can hear over and over and over and over again because it's just so good. It's just so good. Like like it, it, it puts everything into perspective. Like we already know how good news like works in our hearts. Like we already know that experience. And like, you know, you have like a hard day or a hard week at work and you're still at work and you're like, oh, this sucks. And then you, then you work, man, just like, yeah, man, but it's Friday. And you're like, yeah, man, that's good news. There's like rest coming soon. That's a gospel moment, isn't it? When you're in this life and you're like, oh, this sucks. And you're like, yeah, man, but we're our brothers in Christ. And we have victory over sin and death and Jesus walks with us and there is a rest to come. And we go, yes. Oh, thank you for gospeling me in that moment. You know, the times, you know, there's like, it's like amazing what a little bit of good news can do for your day, do for your demeanor. Uh, you know, there's a few weeks ago, uh, we had a dinner lined up um, and we were having dinner with some people. And I think it was still Wednesday and it was like a dinner that was on. It was like on Sunday. And uh, it was a big week. It was like a left and right sermon. I was like, oh, oh God help. Um, and uh, someone said that I was having dinner with, they said to me, it's just like, oh, you know, sorry about, you know, oh, no, it, wasn't, it was lunch. It's like, oh, sorry that, uh, you know, it probably feels like extra work. you got to come and have lunch. It's like, you know, no, are you serious? Like this, like, like I was hanging out. This was the thing that got me through the whole week. Knowing I got to sit down with friends and eat some meat. Like, come on. Yes. Do you know heaven? Wedding supper of the Lamb. Sit down with God. Wipe away every tear. Feel His embrace. Have His face beaming towards you as you're like drinking the new wine in the heavenly places with the angelic host. Like that is good news. Doesn't that like, who feels lighter in remembering what God has done? That's the nature of good news. Whatever is going on in our life, we we hold it up next to the gospel. We have a heavenly perspective of what God is doing and of who he is and what he's done and that we're not forgotten and that we're not alone and that there is hope and that we do have purpose. We have a master who loves us, who's leading us who's with us, who's who's strengthening us, who's already taken care of the worst part of every possible thing that could be. And now, so how much more will he not just give us all things that we need right now in this moment? We need to be a gospel community, a gospel community. At the heart of the gospel is who? Jesus. So isn't it nice that we get to be a church that is all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known? This was the pattern of the early church. And how we doing? Whoa, come on, Louie, wrap it up, getting too excited about the gospel. This is the pattern of the early church, wanting to know more about the person and work of Jesus to see him as he had been revealed in the scriptures and to follow along with him in his way. Uh, and so today I was already, I've been talking about the basic levers that we can pull in our discipleship of Jesus and walking with him. In the the rhythm of life that the Christian is called into. That rhythm of life, you know, it's it's a believing in Jesus, isn't it? And believing in Jesus means a belonging with Jesus, doesn't it? And when you are belonging with Jesus, you are being strengthened by Jesus, isn't it? You remember? Gift of the Holy Spirit at work in your heart, changing you from the inside out, turning you more into the person, turning you more, conforming you into the image of Christ. Believe, belong with, be strengthened by, become like, bear witness to. And there's the cycle. Believe in, believe in, be with, belong with, Be strengthened by, become like, bear witness to. So what is it that we can be doing as a church? What is it that we're already doing as a church? See, that's probably worth saying. Um, We haven't come to this series after I read a book just two weeks ago and be like, oh, we should do this now. You know, this is getting excited about this blog that I just read. It's going to change everything. No, we're just, just showing the bones of how we work as a church. This is just how, these are how things are shaped. This is how a Sunday service is shaped. It's how a gospel community study of the Bible and is shaped. It's how our city kids right now are being discipled is shaped. It's how our youth, when they do a study right now, it's how their time is shaped. It's how I hope that your time in the Bible becomes shaped as you are discipled by the organized activities of the, of the church. What do we do as we follow our master? Well, we look to what the master has given. The manual, the map, the word of life, the lamp, the light. We turn to the word of God. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The teaching of God. And on his law, he meditates, he thinks about, he ruminates, he ponders, he turns over in his mind day and night. He or she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither in all that they do, they prosper. We turn to God's word as God's people to follow our master, don't we? The significance of this book. Because the law of the Lord, it's perfect. It revives the soul. The testimony of the law law is Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Man, I loved reading that when I first started reading the Bible. Making wise the simple, this book's for me. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. How are you feeling this week? Feeling low, feeling down? Get into the precepts of the Lord, His words, His instructions. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Turn on. Have you turned on your TV recently? That's a pure experience, isn't it? seen a billboard recently, I'm just feeling so like cleansed. You know what? The commandments of the Lord are pure. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteousness altogether. Do you want these things? Do you want these things? Well, the psalmist, he says, He wants them. More to be desired than they than golds, even much fine gold. Sweeter are they also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them a servant is warned, and in keeping them, there is great reward. Now worth saying, we don't, Read this and obey what it says in order to be loved by God. Is that what we've been saying so far? Uh, No, I hope that you're all shaking your head. No, no, no. God adopts us into the family and we're like, all right, family values. How are we going to live now as we seek to follow the way of the master? I love this. Jesus with his disciples, he's teaching them. This is all recorded in God's word. Jesus, the word of God, Uh, He just preached a pretty tough sermon um, after sort of, you know, it's just some, you know, it's just where some of our uh, more, um, anyway, don't say that thing, Louis, because you'll get in trouble with some people. Uh, (laughs) You don't need to watch me have comedic engagement in my brain. Sorry. Jesus says, Jesus says to his disciples, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. God will invite you into the kingdom. Uh, the, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Jesus preached a pretty tough sermon, okay? And people were like, I'm out. No, nah, I'm done. I'm not hanging out with that guy. And then Jesus, <laughs> Jesus says to his 12 disciples, do you want to go away as well? Like, you want to go? And they say, Simon Peter, he answered him. This is when Simon, Peter does a good job. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Each of us want to, you know, we want to find ourselves and have a rebellious streak. Maybe we've been there before. Jesus is the one, just, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about your rebellious streak. Just straight to Jesus. I'll save you a lot of time and a lot of heart, heartache. Just go straight to Jesus. He has the words of eternal life. We come back to follow our master when we come back to the Bible. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable, profitable profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now you might say, well, Louis, that's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy there, just saying that it's the word of God. So it's like, okay, let's have that conversation after you read it whilst praying, God, is this really you? Then we'll have the conversation. I'll see you in six months, you know, and then we'll baptize you. Anyway, um God's word, a way of navigating life. His word is a lamp unto our feet. God's word, a way of reassurance of God's people that have gone before us, of the action of God's people in the here and now and the revelation of what is in store for us as God's people to come. To follow the master, we follow his ways as revealed in his word. Now, gospel community, how do we work this out in our gospel community? communities? How might you? Maybe you're not part of a gospel. What are we doing? What do they do in gospel community? How do they engage in God's word? What does that look like? We've already heard from Brett that there's a benefit to doing this stuff together, right? Because people will come with their different experiences and the different ways of their reading it. Here's some really, here's six basic questions that I wish I knew when reading my Bible when I first became a Christian. Six basic questions, six basic questions to protect you from like reading it wrong. And we've all been, well, not all of us, hopefully not all of us. Hopefully some of you have been spared from wrong Bible reading. That's caused a lot of hurt. It's caused a lot of misdirection. we want to be reading the word rightly. Six questions so that you can also be feeding yourself. You know, like if I was still a personal trainer and you just saw me once a week, on Sunday for like your 40 minutes of running around or just or just listening? That's all you did. just listen to the personal trainer for 40 minutes and didn't go do any homework yourself? Like it's, like, 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 it's not about making, it's not about like baby birds. Like it's like, oh yeah, feed you over here. Like, anyway, six questions, self feeders. When you come to the word of God, ask yourself, question number one, it'll be the first question that comes up in gospel community. One of the first questions, what's the context of what I'm reading? What's the context of what I'm reading? Firstly, like, what am I reading in the Bible right now? Is this wisdom literature? Is this like, is this, uh, is this like proverbial? Is this like, is this history? Am I reading history now? Hmm. Am I reading a biography right now? Am I reading prophecy right now? Am I reading music lyrics right now? Completely change the way that you engage in the text. It's like if you came to the newspaper and you read the comics section as the headlines that were actually true. You would not have a good time that week. You'd be like, I heard Garfield was the prime minister. Like, no, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. And there is a a right and there is a wrong way of reading your Bible, okay? Ask yourself, what is the context? Passage you're in and what's come before and what's going after? Here's a trick when you don't quite understand what's being said in the Bible, just keep reading. Just keep reading. Just keep reading all the way into the end. Just keep reading. What is the context? You work that out together in your gospel community time. You know, you're sitting down and there's Jono on one side and, you know, Tara on the other. It's like, where are we up to again? It's just like, oh, that's right. Jesus has just been baptized in the Jordan and we're now at the next part of his ministry. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I know where we're going now. Context. Next question. Question number two. Second basic lever to pull. The first you want to be asking: What is this teaching me about God? I'm following the way of the Master. What is the what is the what's the personality of the Master? What's God like? See, that's groundbreaking. That question. That's groundbreaking. When I first started reading the Bible, I'm like, Where am I in the Bible? Okay, I'm obviously I'm the main character here. Hmm. Okay. All right, I can, I can do miracles now. <laughs> no, read it and be like, wow, God does miracles. And I'm in his kingdom. I'm one of his children. Then look for yourself after you've found God at work and discover what you can about human nature. And spoiler alert, it's very accurate as to human nature. Oh wow, we're very impatient. It hasn't changed for over two thousand years. Oh, oh wow, we should, like try and do our own thing. Oh, we're very forgetful. Mm. Oh, it's like we made that stuff up sixty times, and then we go back to God's character. Oh wow, He kept forgiving them over and over and over and over and over. So find, learn about people, then look for Jesus. One of my favorite. Favorite pet names for this book? Call it the Jesus book. The Jesus book. Every page of Scripture pointing to the personal work of Jesus. He's 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 in here. There's, it's like a it's like the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. It's kind of like when you read the read the Bible. It's like you know when you watch the movie. Uh, no, don't. We won't talk about Marvel Avengers, but. Come talk to me later about that. That's that's another illustration. Look for Jesus in the text. Find where he is at work. Every, here's a a hot tip. Whenever you see a prophet, priest, or king, they are teaching you a little bit of something about the character of Jesus, prophet, priest, or king. If it's a somebody who'll be pointing you to Jesus, like a Moses, okay, Moses, you're not Moses, but Moses will tell you something about the glory of Jesus. And then we've thought about, you know, believing in Christ, belonging to Christ, being strengthened by Christ, becoming like Christ. How does that happen? Through the person of the work of the Holy Spirit, which you received at the confession of Jesus Christ as Lord. Have a look at what the Bible is teaching you. And sometimes you don't have to look far. You can read like three sentences and be like, okay, I know what I need to do now. Or I know what I need to not do. Holy Spirit. Here's a, here's a really simple prayer you can pray. Help And God is good and loving and merciful and he'll help. And then last question number six how do you turn what you've just re- how do you turn what you've just read into a prayer? How do you turn what you've just read into a prayer? God has been speaking to you and it's, it's always a good practice to speak back. How do you turn what you've just read into prayer? Now that's a very quick flyover. But those six questions, that's how we shape our gospel communities in the time that we spend in the Bible together. Those, each of those questions is a, is a launch pad to meaningful, significant conversation. Very, they are intentionally leading questions so that we aren't running off and getting caught up into our own misguidedness. Very intentional questions. and if you go back and listen to Joash and I's preaching for even like the last year, you should be able to find us answering those questions even in our sermons. That's how we try and shape the way that we teach so that we're always, we, we, I long for you to be shaped by good biblical literacy so that you can have the word of God sink, sink deep into your heart so that you can know the good news of Jesus in a deeper, more profound way, because the better the king is, the better the news is, the more you appreciate your sin, the more you appreciate your saviour. That is why we need to treat this with utmost respect and care and do it well. So that is my heart for for you, for all of you. As, As a church, we keep diving into the gospel on our own and in community so that we can be a gospel community shaped by it for our good and for God's glory and the saving of others. Let's pray before I completely lose it. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the good news of Jesus that there is life now in the kingdom of God through the personal work of your son. Father, I ask that you would give us all that we need. Thank you for listening to our podcast.